Welcome to Truly Fit. Welcome to the Truly Fit Podcast, where we interview experts in fitness and health to expand our wisdom and wealth. I am your host, Steve Washuda, co-founder of Truly Fit and author of Fitness Business 101. As a reminder, it is just me today on Thursdays. It is me talking about something that is trending in the health, fitness, or business medical communities. And then on Mondays are the interview episodes where I interview an expert in one of those communities to come on to talk about one specific subject. And the next upcoming Mondays... I have on Dr. Yug Varma. I believe he's either the following Monday or two Mondays from now talking about uh, skincare and acne and how that uh, relates to the gut microbiome and some other health-related issues. It's going to be an interesting conversation because I know nothing about that. And then I have somebody coming on to talk about a fitness app that I think is uh, relevant for these times. I'm excited to talk about that as well. So today, uh, sort of two parts here. First, I'm going to talk about what I can call the consumer conundrum. I'm pretty sure that I made this up, but this is where the consumer is seeking out, let's say, a professional. They are looking at credentials. They're looking to see if this person can fix the problem. Then they're paying that person. So inevitably through what I call, you know, what the psychology term is cognitive dissonance, they've already convinced themselves that this is the right person because they picked them and they paid for them. Then you have the professional who wants to make money and they want to help. They need experience either with people or with the service to get better. And then they likely actually believe, and which could be true, that they are the best option given that someone else may swoop in and work with this person or do this service who has less experience or may care less. Where, well, where's the conundrum, Steve? Well, the conundrum is that, is this professional the right person? Their incentives are, are to, to book you or to book the service. And your incentives are to find somebody. But those incentives don't necessarily align perfectly because you need to know if and when that person is not the right person, when do you cut bait? How do you figure that out? And that is where the conundrum comes in. It's very difficult because you've already convinced yourself that this is the right person, right? You've stopped doing your research because you thought you found the remedy. So you're not continuing to do research. You're not continuing to go out to see if there is somebody better or if there is a better service because you've already picked a service. You've convinced yourself you picked the right one, the right person, the right service, the right company, Right. So when do you know when you have to cut bait? Well, that's why we set goals, some short term goals, some long term goals to see. But not everything is measurable. Not everything is measurable on metrics. There's a trust factor. There's uh, there's a lot that goes into it. But what we need to keep up front in consciousness and the, and I'll tell you why I'm talking about this after this is because. Uh, at some point, it is it is the right move to cut bait. I've had a podcast on this before. I read a book, uh, a real a great book about quitting and how important it is. No, nobody remembers, unfortunately, that the the people who walked down from Mount Everest, they got towards the very top. They couldn't summit the last, you know, the peak. Uh, and they decided to come back down. We don't remember their names, but they, they came back to their families as opposed to the other people who died. Well, maybe you remember their names, but unfortunately they died. They didn't come back to their families. They, they kept pushing on. Right? There's, a, there's a point in which we have to cut bait and, and we need to leave certain situations. I've, I've watched so many people work with professionals, uh, pr- professional uh, fitness trainers, professional uh, people in the nutrition realm, doctors. And I know that these people are charlatans and they're not good. and They're not actually helping their clients. But their clients are already convinced, and 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 it's difficult to convince them out of it again because it's this cognitive dissonance thing. You've already worked for so, for so long with someone, you've paid them money. It's the sunk cost fallacy, right? You've already you've spent so much time with them. You believe, well, they know my body, they know all this information about me. Uh, I don't want to establish care with someone else. Eventually, you have to analyze these things and say, when is it time to cut bait and get the hell out of here? Because a lot of times it, it, it's, you, you've already gone past that and you continue to go down that road 
because of that, because of the sunk cost fallacy and because of the cognitive dissonance, you just, you can't run away from those things. And uh, we, we need to really start to analyze whether that's uh, maybe not quarterly, but maybe, you know, sort of biannually in our lives, whether it's a, a, a fitness professional you're working with, whether it's a, a tax accountant you're working with, whoever, and say like, it, it, are all these things actually getting done up to the standards? Should I talk to other people to see what their person is doing to see if I'm actually getting value for the services, if what I'm paying for is is getting me exactly what I want in the end? And then, you know, secondly here, I want to talk about, we had a, you know, a podcast last week where we were talking about menopause. We're talking about Ozempic with a pharmacist who is also, you know, Amy, who's also a personal trainer and she works with people in nutrition. Now, you know, a few times I mentioned in during the conversation that, you know, moving less and eating less, excuse me, moving more and eating less is not the answer. Well, you know, I, you know, Amy and I agreed on that point, but for me specifically to, to unpack that, it's, it's way more nuanced than that. I agree with her for the population that she works with. When we're talking about women who are over a certain age, hormones start to change. Uh, typically, you're talking about maybe working women who already eat relatively healthy, but they're only eating 12, 15, 1800 calories. And there's no room to work with at that point, right? If you're trying to lose 10 pounds and you're not extremely obese and you're only eating 1,400 calories, well, there's no room to work with you at that point, right? And all you're doing is cardio. So we, we, have, to, we have to change the mindset at that point. We have to say, okay, this isn't about cutting calories. This isn't about the total energy consumption that's going on. This is about you becoming healthier. This is about you building some more muscle. This is about your body using the calories in the appropriate way and the type of food that we're putting in. So that's, that's, a, that's a deeper, a little bit more nuanced conversation. But in, if there's somebody who is extremely obese, you're 150 pounds overweight and you're eating six, six, seven, eight thousand calories a day. Yeah. Yeah. Moving more and eating less will help you lose weight. Now that comes to a point where that stops, meaning you're, you're going to start to go on walks. You're going to start to maybe go to the gym. You're going to start cutting your calories and then you hit a plateau. And then, then you go into a second and third game plan with your particular uh, personal trainer. And again, that, that it's your, your lab work, your, your health history, your medications, all that stuff comes into play. So I, I don't want to give specific advice because I don't have an avatar person that I'm talking to right now with all this information in front of me. I'm just, I'm just talking in generalities. But I, I, I don't want to come off as if I don't, if, uh, me personally, I can't speak for Amy, that, that I don't think moving more and eating less is, a, is, a, is an actual uh, way in which people can lose weight. In my opinion, it is, and I've seen it happen, but it's with a particular population, an obese population who is completely sedentary and who's overeating. That's not everybody who I work with. In fact, the vast majority of people that I work with now are not that. They're looking, they're, they, they're, in, they're in sort of stage two here, right? They've already hit a plateau. They're eating, they're not eating enough. They're not eating quality foods and they're not working out the right way. So, so that's where the, that's where you have a good personal trainer who comes in and says, "Hey, listen, I, it's we don't just need to add a twenty minute walk in. We don't just need to cut cut some calories out of your breakfast and take the butter off of your uh, your whatever you're eating. No, what now we need to do is focus on your overall health, making sure those chemical reactions in your body are are all working in conjunction synergistically, and they're all working very efficiently, and they're and they're more optimal than they already are. And how do we do that? Well, we need health." healthier foods. We need to make sure you're getting the right micronutrients. We need to make sure you're getting the right sleep. We need to limit stressors. We need to make sure that your, your workout program is helping you build muscle. And we, we, you know, we sort of combine all those things in together 
at that point. But I, I just I just want to make that make that clear is that if that was confusing to anybody, if you're somebody who's in the general population who eats way too much and you don't move at all, the yeah the first start is to start moving more and start eating less, but you're going to hit a plateau. That's you, you can't just continue to do that, right? If you're if you go from 8,000 calories to four, and then four to two, well, where, where where do you go after two? Once you get once you drop, there's now a line of diminishing returns. You can't just keep cutting calories because you need nutrients, and the nutrients are in the calories. So at some point, you you, you need to eat. Um, so th- that's I think that's where the confusion may lie with some people because I did you know I had some people write in and be like what are you talking about you can't just eat eat less and, and move more I'm like yeah well from from a general perspective you can especially if you're obese and you're sedentary but eventually you can't you can't do that right because then then if if the if that concept held true you would get to zero calories at some point <laughs> and then now you have no nutrients and now you're dead so we we do need calories and at some point it's not about uh, moving more. It's about moving more efficiently and building muscle. But that is sort of the second stage of exercise. That is not for the general population who is obese and sedentary. They need to move more and eat less. And then you hit a plateau and then we work on stage two. This has been an episode of the Truly Fit Podcast. Thanks for listening in. Thanks for joining us on the Truly Fit Podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review on your listening platform. And feel free to email us. We'd love to hear from you. Social at trulyfit.app. Thanks again.